You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because we all deserve to feel at home in our bodies. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Move With Radiance. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I hope you're having an awesome day. I just have a very quick few things, just kind of reminders, that I want to share with you before we jump into today's episode, which is a topic that was requested by you, and I love digging into this topic. I have a couple of episodes with guests where we we discuss intuitive movement and that kind of stuff, but this just dives a little bit more into exercise addiction, specifically rest days and kind of how your self-worth is sort of tied up into all of that. So I'm excited for you to hear it. Three things that I have as reminders before I hop in to the content. One, don't forget about May's giveaway. All you have to do is leave a rating and a review on iTunes and then fill out the form that I have linked into the show notes just to make sure that I know that it was your review. And if you do that, you'll be entered in to win a $25 gift card. This month, the giveaway or the gift card is for Coco Kind, which I also have all of their information linked up into the show notes as well. They are an all-natural skincare product line, and I'm obsessed with them and want to share them with you. So... Make sure you get your reviews in and fill out that form so I can give you the gift card. Second thing, just another reminder, I am launching my free five-day course, Five Days to Jumpstart Your Body Acceptance Journey at the end of this month, and I have an official sign-up form that you can fill out to make sure you are involved in that. Again, it's a free five-day challenge, and essentially what I'm doing is giving you five tools You'll get meditations, videos, journal prompts, all focusing on these tools to help you in your journey to body acceptance. I've said there's no way we can get to true acceptance in five days, but this will really help you dive a little bit deeper in the work with yourself so that you can build a strong foundation on this journey and use it alongside any other tools with intuitive eating, intuitive movement, or whatever else you might be doing on on this journey. So These are concepts that my clients have found really helpful and are sort of some foundation points in a lot of the work that I do. So I'm giving it away full free and make sure you are signed up to get that. Last thing, I have a few spots open for one-to-one coaching. If you've been wanting to work with me for a while, now is your chance and I have the application to fill out also linked up in the show notes. You can read more information about what the structure and all of that looks like, but essentially you'll get six months one-to-one with me, personalized coaching sessions that will really dig deep into understanding why you're doing the things that you're doing and radically change the relationship that you have with food, exercise, and your body, and ultimately learn how to feel safe and trust and reconnect back into your body and ultimately learn how to live a life that feels in the absolute most alignment with you and how to 
achieve that on a day-to-day basis. So if you're interested in working with me, I would love to have a conversation with you. Fill out that application I have linked up in the show notes. You can also find all the info on my website or reach out on Instagram if you have any questions. But once you fill out the application, I'll reach out. We'll schedule a free quick call just to make sure that this is the absolute right move for you. And then we will jump on it. So let me know what questions you have, grab the application, and I'm excited. With all of that, let's jump into exercise addiction, rest days, and self-worth. So I've gotten a lot of questions on intuitive movement and what to do if you feel that there's some sort of addiction behind exercise and rest days and your self-worth sort of being all tied up in that. (laughs) And this is, it's funny because this is actually a topic that I originally, I thought I wanted to be a personal trainer for intuitive movement type stuff. And so I was talking about this a lot when I first started my business and then sort of tapered off. Um, So I'm excited to bring the attention back to this because I think it is so important to just really look at our relationship with exercise and how it ties into the way that we feel about ourselves. And it just, I want to start this off by saying that first of all, we've been, we've spent so long being disconnected from our bodies and their cues and what our bodies are trying to tell us. So be compassionate. (laughs) I say this all the time, be compassionate, but it really makes a difference when we can replace shame and hate with curiosity and compassion. It makes this whole journey so much better. Switch your mindset from this sucks, this is hard, I can't do this to, huh, okay, this is all just information. Like, how can I just be curious? How can I make this more fun? How can I incorporate more joy into this? Learning how to enjoy the journey as much as we can while honoring the ups and downs is like, again, we try and place everything in an end point. You know, when I have a better relationship with my body, when I end my fight with food, when I get a better job, when I lose 10, 20 pounds or whatever it is, we say we place like our happiness and our freedom and everything in the end result. And what we know is that when we do that, but we haven't learned how to cultivate those feelings in the process, our bodies, we're just not automatically going to feel those things when we hit that goal. And it makes the journey, which is the bulk of the process, miserable. So let this be, again, be curious. Let it come from a place of curiosity and fun and just like, question it and and make it as fun and enjoyable as possible. And so I just want to start with that. And also, I know that this can feel hard sometimes because of what we're consuming in our social media feeds, what we see on television and all of this stuff that's being force fed to us about exercise and pushed, just push a little bit harder, no excuses and all of these, 
you know, quotes coming up about just push through the pain and be strong. And the no excuses one really irks me. (laughs) One gets deep into my skin because, uh, it basically says ignore everything from your body because everything that comes from your body is an excuse. You know, the mind is stronger. So listen to the brain, (laughs) push through the pain anyways. And I just think that's bullshit. And we have been taught to like, listen to that. So, um, I guess that kind of leads right into my first tip is look at the world around you. What are you consuming on a day-to-day basis that feeds into the belief of, I need to exercise more. I can't take rest days. The, my body is a direct reflection of my worth. Six-pack abs means health. Like, What are you consuming on a day-to-day basis that is leading you to feel like crap about your body and your exercise routine, and especially around the fact of you're not doing enough? Clean up what you're consuming. It plays a huge part in all of this. What are the people, who, who are you surrounding yourself with? What does your support system look like? Are you participating in diet culture conversations on a daily basis? What kind of boundaries are you may or like are you not setting in your life that's contributing to these negative feelings about all of this? It really makes a huge difference when you have people on your side and you're consuming media or consuming things that align with where you want to be. So if you don't want to unfollow people, use the mute button, clean up your feed, follow people that are on the same journey as you, who have different opinions, who are like more of a diversity of what health means is is what I meant by that. Just clean up what you're consuming. Make it easier for you. If you're being triggered constantly, I mean, I I don't want to, again, I've said this before, I don't want to say eliminate your triggers because triggers help us understand what needs to be healed. But if you know (laughs) that exercise addiction is something that you need to work on or you get to work on, don't follow the people that keep triggering that over and over and over and over and over. (laughs) Get rid of the person in your newsfeed that tells you like you're lazy or don't eat the cheeseburger or um, you need to be this size or who uses the thing BMI scale to measure your health. Like look at what you're consuming and what makes you feel like shit. And get them out of there. You don't need that. Again, find people who are supporting you on this journey, who help bring you new information, um, and who encourage this whole process, because that's going to be so, so, so important. So that's my first tip is look at your environment. And uh, this this is a deeper topic too, I think first start with your social media, with your, with the television or like a television, who says television, Netflix, who, whatever you're consuming, podcasts, books, look at that first, because I think that that's easier to, you know, create boundaries around because you're in more of a, you're in control of that. You don't really need to have a conversation. You can just unfollow or mute or, you know, throw the book in the trash. (laughs) Um, or re-download a different podcast, like that's pretty easy for you to control. When it comes to the other people in your life, 
setting boundaries around conversations and just different things that, you know, keep you, keep your cup full that honors, um, you and your boundaries that takes a little bit more work, but a tip that I have around that is if there's someone in your life who constantly brings up diet culture conversations or who's constantly putting themselves down, first of all, just notice. I think just having awareness around how other people and even ourselves, like how quickly we um, shame our bodies or talk negatively about our bodies, just notice that because it's amazing. Like it's crazy how many people put their bodies down in either like a humor way, or that's just the way that conversation is started. Like it's, it's crazy. So paying attention to that, I think will bring a lot of awareness to the way that you're talking about your body or even maybe just conversations about other people's bodies. Just, it brings a lot of awareness. And for me, that was a really big realization and like, Oh my gosh, this is so commonly talked about and it doesn't feel good. Um, and just to see someone that you love or care about talk so negatively about their bodies, it just puts it in a perspective of like, Oh, maybe like, okay, this is my body. Like, I don't want to talk about my body like that. And yeah, I just think it puts us into perspective, but then start thinking about having a conversation with them. Like, Hey, I'm going on this journey to find body acceptance and to feel freedom around food and exercise and all that kind of stuff. And I don't really want to talk about our bodies this way. That just doesn't feel good to me anymore. So maybe we can avoid those topics when we're together. And just knowing that their reaction is their reaction, you're not responsible for that. You're only responsible for how you show up in the conversation and how you bring up that uh, topic and how you communicate that. And letting their reaction again be their reaction. You're not responsible for that. And seeing how that goes, because I think to a lot of people, it's become so common to talk about our bodies in such a negative way that they might not even realize that that is something that, not to say like they shouldn't do it, but that's something that they, it'll be a learning lesson for them as well. And, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess it doesn't feel really great to talk about myself that way. And what are you doing to you change that conversation. So starting to have those kinds of conversations and those types of setting boundaries with other people in your life that again, takes, I think a little bit more practice, but starting to just be aware of the types of people in your life that bring up those negative conversations about your body and diet culture and all of that kind of stuff. So just start to pay attention and have those conversations when needed. And if you want more help on that, let me know. So clean up your environment, make it easier for you to be on this journey and surround yourself with things and people and information that are supporting your journey instead of constantly bringing you back to, to the trigger or back to the negativity around your body. Next, this, this next thing is, is a, I think a bigger meteor topic, but was really helpful as I was transitioning from my journey to letting go of exercise addiction. And that is look at your intention, intention behind consumption, behind anything is so important 
And I don't think we think about that ever. Like, why do you, why are you picking up your phone and opening Instagram? We would do that without even thinking, but there's always a deeper reason as to why we're doing the things that we're doing. Maybe, you know, picking up your phone and looking at social media as a way of distracting you from what you're trying not to feel. Maybe you're looking for something like connection or love or to feel important or to feel significant of some sort. And so you grab social media because that's such an instant way to temporarily feel those things. So what's the intention behind why you're doing the things that you're doing? Why are you eating? Why are you moving your body? What is it that drove you to participate in that behavior? Take a look at the, so I always, uh, this is when, when in this journey and I think up into like the way that we've lived our lives up until this point has been very narrow-minded, very one track. We tend to just look at what's right in front of us and plow through life in that way. But when we can start taking a 360 view of our experience, we just are able to gather more information and understand what it is, like why we're doing what we're doing. And then we can make different choices because we have more information. So just start paying attention to what's my intention behind the action. Why am I shuffling through the pantry right now for food? Is it because I have actual hunger in my body and I want to eat to nourish myself and to, you know, feel full and to fuel my body? Or is there something going on in my life and food feels like comfort right now? And I think the important thing to mention with this is to not make yourself wrong for either of those things. It's all just information. After you consume the food, how do you feel? How do you feel? It's okay. I think sometimes I think I'm going to talk about this more because I have strong opinions about it and it's been growing. I think in this world of anti-diet culture, there is this big no-no around weight loss. And I think when it comes to weight loss, it's important to understand the, again, the intention behind wanting it. But I don't think that we should make weight loss in general a bad thing. It just comes back to what's my intention behind it. And I think to remove weight loss as a goal altogether and refocus our attention on what feels good. And if your body feels good in a different size or a smaller size, and that happens naturally, we shouldn't shame ourselves for that. Just the same way that if our bodies are naturally healthier and we start this intuitive eating journey and we gain weight, we shouldn't shame ourselves for that either. It's all about like the thing I want to keep coming back to is this is such an individualized journey. We need to make it our own. We gather information, apply it to ourselves and then decide what works and what doesn't work and let our bodies do their own thing and let that be okay. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think when we can come into this whole thing with that in mind, knowing that this is just going to look the way that it's going to look for me, and that's going to look different when I compare it to everybody else, and that's okay, it'll make this journey, it'll take so much pressure off of this journey. Because I think 
the reason why the weight loss and the diet industry doesn't feel good is because there's this standard of what it should look like and what health should look like. And that standard is not obtainable for everyone, nor is it the true definition of health for everyone. And that's why it feels so frustrating. And that's why we keep like repeating these patterns of like finding ourselves in this place of like, why do I still feel like shit? It's because we're aiming for this standard. That's not a one size fits all mentality. That's what I want to remove. Like, that's why I'm trying to pull away from diet culture. I'm not saying that everything that goes on or like having spaghetti squash or these types of things is bad. It's more so what works for your body and stop trying to live up to a certain standard that someone else set. Figure out what works for you. And doing that takes time. Doing that takes retrusting your body, learning how to listen to your body again, learning how to remove the worth from your weight learning how to remove your worth from your external environment and whether or not you exercised enough and just knowing that you are worthy as is. And this whole journey of life is just trying to, you're just trying to feel the best that you can. And that is defined by you. Like this is just such an important point that I want to make at this it was actually a point way down my list, but felt right to talk about it now. And that comes back to, again, what's the intention behind what I'm doing? Get really clear on what feels good to you and make decisions that help you get to that. And if you make a decision and you don't feel good, don't shame yourself for it. Just use it as information. Know why you turned to the food. I, I think this is this is the biggest thing with emotional eating or just over-exercising or those types of things. Understand what drove you to that behavior. It's and make the like it's okay to participate in that behavior if you sat down and ate a big bowl of macaroni and cheese because you're dealing with a lot of stuff in your life and that felt super, super comforting to you and you're knowingly participating in that, great. But know how to then process the emotion after the fact. That's the biggest thing is some, we go through life and we participate in these things. We, we eat to feel comforted. We move to feel worthy. We do these things trying to feel a certain way without actually dealing with the root cause. Does that make sense? There's a difference between participating in the, in the behavior and understanding what the root cause is than dealing with the root cause after the fact versus not knowing what the root cause is and participating in the behavior over and over and over and over and constantly feeling like shit. For, the, for example, over the weekend, I felt super lonely and I ate. And I knew as I was participating in that, I was eating because I felt lonely. And at the, that time, that felt like what I needed to do. When I was done, I, I gathered the information, was like, mm. so, you know, like that maybe didn't feel super great. What could I have done instead? Or what can I do now to actually deal with my loneliness? What does that look like for me? And that can be 
just listening to what's going on inside of me, honoring the emotion of loneliness, letting myself cry, you know, going for a walk with my dog, calling my mom, trying to connect with myself. Maybe that looks like taking a bath or um, writing in my journal or something that brings the connection back to myself. That's, that's dealing with the root cause. So if you're over-exercising or you're turning to exercise constantly, what's, the, what's pushing you to do that? Do you not feel enough? And then what can we start doing to honor you and to feel worthy now without needing to exercise? So again, look at the intention behind either the consumption or the action. What's the intention there? What are you really looking for? And if the answer is to have fun, awesome, awesome. You, like we can eat cake because that's going to uplevel our experience. We're allowed to eat for pleasure, right? If the piece of cake is going to up-level your experience, it's going to add pleasure to your life. If you're with your friends or you're, you're having like a night to yourself and you're having a piece of cake and watching a nice movie and like that's your version of self-care, you're not trying to numb anything, like that's awesome too, right? Understand your intention behind it. If moving feels like a full expression of yourself and that feels fun and joyful and you're looking forward to it and it's just a way to feel so good in your body, that's a different energy than working out because you feel worthless that day. Moving for pleasure, moving for fun, moving for joy, moving because it feels good is going to feel differently than moving because you don't feel like you're enough. And so when you realize that it's, I'm moving because I don't feel like I'm enough, sit with that for a minute. And if, if working out, if, if, if you're at the beginning of your journey and working out feels like, the, like that's all you know, again, don't beat yourself up for it, but just start to gather the information around it. And know that working out and being in a smaller body is not going to change your enoughness or your worth. So start asking yourself questions, start understanding, okay, is there something that's driving me to not feel like I'm enough right now? What happened in my day? Did my boss say something? Did my partner say something? Did my mom say something that triggered that feeling of not enoughness? How can I, regardless of what has been said by them, sit and know that I am worthy? That's the powerful piece is no matter what happens in your external world, you practice knowing your worth so much so that it doesn't shake you. And you can sort of just brush off that comment and say, okay, well, I'm not going to let that define my worth. I'm not going to let that define my enoughness. That's all I'm saying is like, just look at what's triggering that feeling. So intention behind the action. Why am I doing this? Let's shift more. I I was trying to focus just on movement, but I think a lot of this can apply to just the intuitive eating movement. Uh, It can apply to both. So I want to shift back to movement because I know that was the specific question that I asked. So this next point is bring joy back 
into movement and start expanding your definition of what movement looks like. For so many years, I only counted my exercise for the day if it was longer than an hour and I had done, you know, cardio. Like if I I had to do at least an hour or 30 minutes of cardio a day for it to even count as something. And so that triggered a lot of pain and frustration and not enoughness because I had such a small definition of what counted as movement. And I, you know, it was like I had to be in the gym and I had to, or be running or something. Like I had such a small category of movement that, um, and I wasn't really paying attention to the joy of the actual movement itself. I was more so just paying attention to making sure I got it in and it was enough. And once that happened, then check, I could check my box and I was going to be enough because I was getting closer to my smaller size. That was the only joy movement really brought me. And I started understanding what joy looked like when I expanded that definition. When I started looking in different areas, um, I like rock climbing or I, I realized for me, nature brings so much, brings me so much joy. So now when I think about my movement, I, I focus that around how can I be outside? That looks like rock climbing, mountain biking, trail, well, I don't, trail walking and running. <laughs> uh, I don't really run too much anymore, but like how much can I be outside? Cleaning my house counts as movement. Walking my dog counts as movement. I go to a boxing class, slow yoga. Um, I mean, really anything that gets you moving can be counted as movement. So what? look at the definition that you're putting that in and how can you expand it, first of all. And then secondly, what feels fun? Dancing. Oh my gosh. Like put on a playlist and dance in your living room for 30 minutes, 15 minutes. That's plenty. (laughs) And it's fun, right? Can you involve friends? Like go to a Zumba class or go to a group fitness class. Go to, you know, rent some bikes and and ride around your town. Find a, a little trail to hike on. Walk around your neighborhood. Do a sunrise walk. Like what really lights up your soul? Because when movement can feel fun, not only will we want to, like it'll come from a better place and we'll want to participate in it more because it's fun, not because we feel like we have to, but why not? Why shouldn't it be fun? We've, we've, I think over time have categorized exercises like no pain, no gain. If you're not throwing up, you're not working hard enough. And it's just not true. Movement is movement. And any kind of movement is going to be beneficial to your body. So honor what feels fun. And once you start doing that, I think you quickly realize what you don't have tolerance for anymore. Like I can't go to a gym and lift weights anymore. I can't. And that might feel really fun for you. So honor that. But for me, I forced myself to do that for so long that now I've realized like that does not feel fun to me. And that's fine. So remove the should, I should be doing this and replace that with what do I want to be doing? Because again, this is your journey. This is your life. 
we make it so miserable because we think we have to. It doesn't have to be that way. Stop living for everybody else and look at what you want to be doing. Honor that. Make it fun. Bring joy back into exercise. Even if you don't even, I don't even like to use the word exercise anymore. I just say movement. That feels better to me. Make it your experience. What feels good to you? And again, with all of this, especially if you're just starting out, start slow. (laughs) And just know that there's going to be ups and downs with it. And that's all right. Honor it. The reason why I think we turn to these things is, again, because we don't want to feel the the fear or the pain or the sadness or whatever that comes up with it. And I want to encourage you to honor all of the feelings that come with this journey. Let yourself have your experience. There is no right or wrong way to do it. Just start having a 360 view and letting everything be information and respond to it in a way that honors yourself. So maybe this whole journey looks like picking a like one class or one one movement activity that you've always wanted to do because it looks so fun. Finding a friend or even going by yourself like pencil that in for sometime this month. Try it. See how it feels. Let yourself have fun with it. And then just try and incorporate more of the things that bring you joy into your week, into your day-to-day. For a while, for me, I, and this is interesting, I feel my body has seasons. And so in the during the winter, I had less want to move my body as often. And I honored that. And I think this moves nicely into the rest day topic. (laughs) I honored my body whenever it told me I didn't want to work out. And I think for me, I really stepped into this because for so many years, I told myself that that wasn't okay. That when I finally gave my body permission to rest, she wanted to rest. And you know what? I was fine. I was fine. I think we have these things like these fears in our head of what's going to happen if we stop moving or like do less intense movement than we're used to doing. You will be fine. I let myself take four to five rest days a week during the winter months because resting And just sort of being in more of the flow state and less in the hustle felt so good to me. I felt like I needed that. So I was doing less intense movement. I was maybe not doing any movement at all. I was walking. I was doing light yoga, like just really embracing the softness of my body at that time and just allowing myself to have seasons And then as it started to get warmer and we moved into spring and and the summer months, I wanted to move again. And so I honored that. And it felt really good to not be forcing myself to do things that didn't feel good. I think we also have this misconception of a lot of people out there like, 
I got up at 4 a.m. to squeeze in my workout before work, and that's so great. But if we're looking at the true definition of health, especially what that, for what that means for you, sleep is very important, especially with us women. Hormones, is, those are really key. And if we're messing up our sleep cycles or overworking ourselves and over, like I have a good episode with Jess Rothley from Holy Healed who talks about just the way that our hormones work and the way our bodies see movement. Because I think for us, we've started adopting or seeing movement as a stress reliever. But in reality, if we look at what exercise actually does to our body, it puts it into a state of stress. And so if you are already a highly stressed person, Working out, especially on less sleep, is only causing more harm to your body. So allow yourself to, if, if working out in the morning is something you've been forcing yourself to do because you're afraid of missing your workout later, see what it would feel like to, to not do that and get more sleep and be more rested. Really look at how you're feeling. If in the middle of the day, you're falling asleep at your desk, maybe that's a way to look at, am I getting enough sleep? Am I overworking myself? What would it feel like to take the harsh rules off of, I need to get my workout done in the morning to, I have all the time in the world. I can squeeze in my exercise or my movement when it feels good to me. And just adjust. Again, expanding your definition of movement. Instead of needing to go to the gym, what if it was just a walk at lunch just to get out and, ex- and have some fresh air and get away from your desk or whatever you're doing for work? Again, just make this work for you. See what it feels like to take a day off. And I know, again, especially if you're starting off, that's going to feel really scary. It's going to feel untethering. It's going to feel weird for a while. And let your body have time to adjust. For me, when I finally gave myself permission to not move, I didn't want to move and I didn't move for a long time and that was okay. Your body will find its natural rhythm eventually. I think sometimes, again, with like the same thing with intuitive eating, when you've told yourself you can't have the cookies for years and years and years and you finally let yourself have the cookies, your body's going to want to have it. Allow yourself, again, to have your experience. Eat the cookies, don't move, and allow yourself and your body to find its natural flow again because it will. If your main goal every single day is to feel your best and to feel super high vibe and to feel like really you know, alive and expansive and high energy, you will want to fuel your body with nourishing foods. You will want to move. But it feels so much better when it comes from a place of want rather than from a forced place of should. There's such a difference there. And it's so freeing when you remove these rules and you're able to just live your life and something comes up and you just have to change or you have to order the pizza for dinner or you you don't have time to move that day. It doesn't affect you anymore in the way that it used to because because it was so tied up in your self-worth. When you remove your self-worth from your body image, from how much you've exercised, from the food that you're eating, when you remove that, you're able to be more flexible and live your life so much more freely 
than when everything is tied up into how you move, how you eat, and what you look like. Something else I want to mention with just rest days and kind of along the topic of like keeping ourselves busy, this again comes back to the intention behind why you're doing what you're doing. But why are you afraid to rest? So many of us are afraid to just be with ourselves. I think that's why so many of us struggle with like meditation or, or needing to be constantly distracted or feeling the need to constantly be busy because we're afraid that if we're quiet and we sit down and, and we let silence happen, we're afraid of what's going to come up. I know that's why I kept myself busy for years and years and years and years, and it's exhausting. I was suppressing everything leading to like frequent panic attacks and, and outbursts and, you know, lashing out at the people around me because I was constantly suppressing pain, emotion, and anything else that felt uncomfortable because I thought it wasn't okay to experience those things. And furthermore, if I were to experience those things that I couldn't handle it. But the thing that I want to keep bringing us back to is Regardless of what we've been told, regardless of how we've been raised, our bodies are so effing smart, y'all. So smart. They tell us when we need to pee. They they were designed to give us hunger cues, fullness cues, um, like when we need to sleep, when we want to move. Like they tell us these things. They give us signs all the time of when we're out of alignment or when things don't feel good. We have our intuition and just cues from our bodies. They were designed to experience emotion. They were designed to experience pain. Our bodies were designed to experience the whole humanness, (laughs) the whole human experience. Society has just shaped us to believe that anger or sadness or pain or frustration or anxiety or any of these other lower vibrating emotions are not good and we shouldn't feel them because they mean something otherwise if we're to cry or if we're to be vulnerable or if we're to have anger. We have stories around what it means to feel those things so we do everything to avoid feeling them. And that leads to numbing, to making decisions that don't feel good, to suppression of these emotions, to feeling less than because we look at all of these perfectly curated social media feeds and think, why don't, why doesn't my life look like that? We've been taught, you know, fuck the fear or good vibes only. And so when we're feeling something other than that, we're, we feel wrong for it. And so often that's why we turn to food. So often that's why we turn to exercise. So often that's why we turn to Netflix or social media or all of these other things, because we're desperately trying to numb the pain because we're trying to feel something other than what our bodies are trying to experience. And so if we can get curious about what it is that we're feeling, if we allow ourselves to experience the spectrum of emotions, if we allow ourselves to, to be in the pain 
pretty soon these numbing mechanisms no longer serve a purpose because we're not trying to numb our emotionality. We're not trying to numb our human experience. We're not trying to feel validated or feel better or more worthy by doing something in our external world. Because we, in our own bodies, regardless of what's going on around us, we can handle and experience and process and anything that's going on at the same time knowing our worth. That is so powerful. We have that capability. So what are you avoiding by keeping yourself busy? What are you avoiding by constantly exercising? What are you avoiding by not being able to be quiet with yourself? Get curious. Let this be, let this whole thing, I want to close this off with, again, reminding you to let this all be an experiment. Base everything you do off of what feels good. And if it feels bad or doesn't feel so great, let it just be information instead of making yourself wrong for it. Again, when we can come back to being curious, when we can come back to having compassion, when we can start seeing everything as information, not good or bad, we can. it starts to help remove the guilt around all of it. Because if there's no such thing as messing up, then it won't lead us to feel bad about it or guilty or wrong or shame. Because if it's just information, it's just information. Okay, cool. How how do I move forward knowing that? Let everything just be, how can I feel better today? How can I feel, how can I have control over my experience? And again, always come back to the intention. I hope this was helpful. (laughs) It's hard for me sometimes to stay on like a a point by point track because there's just so many things I could expand upon. But I think that just coming back to letting yourself be the filter of your, of all of the information and knowing that this is your journey and your journey looks different than everybody else's, that'll help take some of the pressure off. And ultimately, having compassion over shame is going to serve you so much better than constantly beating yourself up for doing this intuitive eating or body acceptance journey wrong. Because you can't do it wrong. You can't. So let yourself remove that shame. You're doing so great. You're exactly where you're supposed to be and you're not doing anything wrong. Keep going. Keep showing up for yourself. Keep experimenting. Keep asking questions. Keep getting curious. Just keep strengthening that awareness muscle because the more you know, the the more the better decision-making processes you can have. And come back to knowing that Use that again. I'm in the process of knowing my worth. And practice that over and over and over and over. Keep coming back to yourself. Let me know what questions you have on this. Let me know if there's anything else you want me to expand upon. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We will chat soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you at all resonated with today's message, please give it a share either with a friend or a family member or on Instagram. You can tag me at Stephanie Dankelson. 
the best way to get this podcast growing and to share this message with the world is through word of mouth. Thank you to those of you who have already shared this podcast. It means so much to me. I appreciate all of you and we will see you all soon.